here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. Thank you so much to my supporters over at patreon.com slash bsmpod. And of course, all the lovely listeners tuning in today to hear from Chape, a Chilean melee player who is actually calling in from Chile today. Thank you so much for joining me, Chape. How's it going? It's going good. Good. How about you? I'm doing very good. I'm excited to have you on. I'm also excited to talk about how you are currently, and this is going to be our first topic, you are currently looking for somebody to 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 Bitcoin you up to help you get to American events as well as events in general. I mean, hey, with the Smash World Tour, why not go to Seoul, South Korea? Why not go to Fate in the UK? All kinds of different, event, different events coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's been a while since I've like I've actually been thinking about like getting a sponsor, but since like the Smash World Tour just gave gave us and a lot of Melo players the opportunity to like uh, appear at like a international level, it's like a no brainer to just like ask for a for a sponsor to pick me up, especially after like what I proved at the actual Smash World Tour last year. So I've been talking with some people. Just gonna leave that on the table. And not gonna go further onto it, but um, just like talking with people, getting this opportunity that to like hit me up with it, and just like finding more ways to thrive in like international level of play and scenes. <laughs> so the last time that a lot of the international audience would have seen you was at Smash World Tour. So I guess. I'm just interested to hear from your perspective. Unfortunately, I'm not. So this will this will be something that we'll probably talk about at some point. You are pen pals with Edward Budding, if I recall correctly. So I don't get to hear as much about the behind the scenes for you. But when you came up to Florida to play at the Smash World Tour Championships, excuse me, how was that experience? Is there a story that you remember for that particular week? Oh, I, that weekend was like super, <laughs> super good for me, especially because. Uh, I came in early to Florida, like two weeks, because I got done with college, and then I just flew in like two weeks early, and say with my father's like aunt, because she lives there. So I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna chill there, and that was my first time meeting her since like I was like three, so I didn't remember her at all. Wow. So I was like there. I went out like went to Walgreens. The first thing I did, and just like bought an Ethernet cord, bought like a <laughs> these things like. Let me see if I have one right here. I don't have it. To like uh, plug in my stuff because we don't have like you guys as uh, things to plug in because ours is like this. Oh, oh, okay, cool. We got South American, we got Chilean plugins for instead of using an Ethernet cord, it's something else. No, it's actually like plug in like uh, my laptop and shit. So like, just like this. <laughs> wow. Wow. You don't have like the, the things there. Like, <laughs> I don't gotcha. know how to describe it. So I had to go buy one of those because the first I was like planning on like going to smashing the scene like the day after I landed, but my aunt couldn't go pick me up in Orlando. She lives in Coco, just like fifteen minutes away, and she ended up like picking me up like the same Monday I was smashing the scene. So I just like gave my one had to get that. It's <laughs> like a Netflix place, and Sid Ward actually like he just like. You want to play a tournament? I'll host it. And he hosted a tournament. I was like, oh, let's go. <laughs> let's go, said word. Shout outs. So I just played a tournament with like zero sleep, basically. <laughs> after like a 20 hour flight. Or travel, I mean. <laughs> Is there a particular reason why you felt obligated to get in on the action as soon as you landed? As soon as you landed, you're like, where's the melee? Where's the melee? Yeah, I was like, actually, I've, I've been striving for like an opportunity to actually be there. For so ever since I started playing, which is 2017. Wow. I was like, oh my god, I'm in I'm in here. <laughs> it's like what the <laughs> I literally teared up once I like was landing the in the plane and seeing like the city. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> what is uh, me, a 19-year-old at the time? Um in another oh, yeah, country. Happy recent no birthday, group. right? Yeah, that was birthday on many Saturday. happy returns, happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. And I was like, uh <laughs> I actually had like a pretty bad experience the day I landed. Right. Cause uh my father and I just like booked hotel 
And we, I just literally get to the hotel after like Ubering from the airport. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go chill in my room, <laughs> sleep, watch like um, Galint, because Galint was that day. I was like, I'm fine. And then I just came, come in. I tell like the, the guy in the, the table that receives me, he tells me like, oh, your reservation has been canceled. I was like, what? <laughs> so I just like pick up my phone, check my mail. So that's the first, first thing I did. And I see like no mail. I was like, what? <laughs> so I have to like call my father with like 10% battery because the actual plane didn't have a USB port. So I was like rocking with 10% of my phone. And without like being able to charge it. And then I'm like, okay, this shit just got canceled. Can we do something? So I just like, okay, I just <laughs> use my card. It was like, oh, let's go. So I just got another room. Oh, okay. And to this day, it's like not resolved. <laughs> oh. But I, I was like, and around like two hours like limbo. So I was like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> it's so impossible. Other... It's like the Pipsqueak Leffen X Armada challenge. Anybody coming over to the United States just gets a cold welcome. You've been up for 20 hours. How about a few more hours? We're going to keep you out yeah. on the streets until you book another hotel room. It's crazy. Yeah. I just like, I went, the vet was like fine. So like, okay. I just slept like four hours or something. But I was like really tired because I my flight was like at seven, so I had to be in the airport like by like four. So I couldn't sleep because I was like super hyped up, like the day before flying. So I slept like in total two hours, and I couldn't sleep on the plane because I can't simply. So I was just rocking like the the most tired place ever. Plus, I was just got down with my exams, so I was like not sleeping at all like those two weeks. <laughs> Yes, all before some of the biggest melee playing shenanigans in your life. I mean, Smash World Tour represented a huge opportunity for you, and you've been waiting to come to America. So what actually happened on that? Think, didn't stuff start on Friday? I know that some of it also spilled into Saturday. Some of the pools spilled into Saturday. It wasn't just Saturday pools. I think Wasn't it Friday and Saturday? Yeah, it's Friday and Saturday. I, we got like to the hotel on Wednesday. Actually, I did, because I was like already there. Nice. So... During that day, I was like just getting to know the hotel and uh, just like walking around, just turn a corner. I see like EE e. and Charles. I was like, whoa, I saw you on Twitch. Then it's like walk up a bit further. You see like Professor Pro and friends drinking coffee. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I've seen these guys for so long and I just like see them like right in front of me. It's like, <laughs> it's crazy. I'm so sure just, that like, the first thing to get used to is. For me, I would say to everyone, wow, you're all so short. And they would get mad at me because you just think that everybody's super tall. Like, that's that's always my impression. Everybody's super tall. And then some of the most prestigious actors in Hollywood, for example, are like five foot ten. <laughs> Not everybody's yeah, six foot one. Sure. And then you meet and, and but then you meet somebody like Stude or you meet somebody like Wheat and you go, OK, very tall, very, very tall. Frenzy was actually a giant. That's crazy. Actually, like, the Wednesday I got in, there was, like, a local app in Florida, like, really close to the venue, so I just went to it. I, w I went, like, 2-2 or something. Just beat Captain G and then lost a prof and Kui and, like, the clutches of the games. I should have won that But it was a lot of fun. And then I ended up, like, playing with prof and Panda and Crudo and, what's I played Odie. I played a game with Ja Raiden. And then Ooh. we just went to get wings. <laughs> With like Prop Frenzy and Jorion, I was like, hey, what are we doing here? Like, these guys have been playing for like a ton of their time, getting a ton of wins, like with everyone. I was like, I'm right here. <laughs> Just like a little kid from Chile that's, that can't even drink in America. I was like, oh. <laughs> yep, yep. That's a bit of a challenge there. Have to be 21. But you still have to, have to have wings and you're getting to socialize. Okay, so that's really cool to hear that ever, there were some people, I think. Frenzy, at the very least, was at Summit 11, or Summit 12, excuse me, and then flew over to Florida. So they had already done a lot of traveling, just like you. So I guess you would have been somewhere, either at a hotel or at your aunt's for Smash Summit 12 then, since you flew up two weeks early then. Yeah, I was, uh, I was like, at my aunt's place, but I will, like actually went out for like Friday, Saturday, and Thursday, just like going to the beach, getting to know like some places there, because probably not going to come back there for a while. So I had to like get to know a bit, and then on Sunday I just like 
chill out in my room like <laughs> for like the entire day and watch like Smash Summit 12. Well, it's like crazy to watch. Crazy, crazy event. Yeah. And but then actually, you were thinking to yourself, you're excited to actually get get to it yourself. For for a lot of people who weren't able to go to Summit 12, Smash World Tour was the next best thing. And especially because there was going to be a lot of people like yourself traveling from overseas to play in Florida. So who were you most looking forward to meeting or playing against? Were, did you have somebody in particular in mind for that for that tournament? Yeah, I actually really wanted to play Amson tournament. Because I don't know if you know, but my practice turn is HP, and he plays Yoshi, and we've played, like, 80% of my games are with him. Wow. So we have, I probably have, I'm the, probably the person that has to play that matchup the, the most. So I was like, okay, let, let's get the real thing right here. Yeah, you and Shensuke. Yep. <laughs> I actually did play Amsa. I played it on Sunday, I warmed him up for Plup, and he told me, like, you should be beating every Yoshi in the world except me. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I'm glad that he at least thought that your fox was great enough to be able to beat every Yoshi, except for his own. Yeah, is he also not the nice person that we all think he... No, kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I, actually, I actually did think I could beat him like in the tournament setting, but it was like going to be like a bit harder and just like adapting up <laughs> little things that I HP never has done. I was like, okay, those two literally play really similar. So I had like a lot of experience against this style of Yoshi. Cause I don't something that happens like with a lot of foxes that actually play that matchup is that they don't up tilt for whatever reason. And oh. up tilt literally breaks the matchup. That's like makes it instantly simpler. And I'm like a big up up tilt spammer. Like if you see Leffen play that matchup, he just like let some rip. <laughs> <laughs> Even though up tilt one break the double jump armor for a while, you still throw them out because they just thwart Yoshi on the ground. Yoshi can't do anything to get around the up tilt. Uh, he actually can't do much in the air, which is like the best part to do it. Right. Like, worst case scenario, they'll just like trade with it and you still win the traction. Just like Yoshi in the air and no double jump, just like double, 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 die. <laughs> right, right. So it's like a really strong tool one. American foxes don't do it. That's like, okay, <laughs> why? I even seen Shunsuke not do it. It's like really surprising. But whatever. I actually did get to play him and it was like a ton of fun. But the one player I was like really surprised to play was Pluck. Because he, was, I warmed him up for Pipsqueak and we played. I was like, okay, I beat Spark two hours ago. I can do this. And then he just gets like <laughs> shit on for like two hours straight. I was like, Wow. <laughs> you got an up close you got an up close good look at two really, really good sheiks. What did, what was one thing that you would say you noticed between the way that Spark played and the way that Plup played? Um I actually think that Plup is like I don't know how to describe it. He just does like a lot of feints. Like he does like weird aerials. At least that's the impression I got. Does like weird aerials that you think are punishable or actually aren't errant. And he gets like insta reversal. Like he does like a bad quote unquote bad bear. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna grab it. And then he just runs away, boost grabs in, and zero deaths. And I was like, come on. <laughs> so I just felt like that for like entire two hours. I was like, dude, versus this monster. I guess we should all be thankful that Plup is not a Marth player because that seems to be like a Marth play style put into a different character. Or would you disagree? Ah. Uh... Um, I don't think so. I think Marth's like tend to like zone a bit more, and Plubble's like super aggressive in the sense that he just like took space with moves. Like he dashed in like way too much for me because I'm I'm not used to like Sheik's doing it because Sheik's not a really a really good character at approaching that much. Right. So like I'm just used to like Sheik's cornering themselves, and I'm just like get the insta best nair ever, <laughs> and I just make them explode. So after the Which event, sorry, 
Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say after the event was over and then you have to go home. I mean, I'm sure for your part, you're not ready to go. You wish you could stay a little bit longer. At the time, we were all thinking, well, Genesis is right around the corner. I was asking Pipsqueak before he went to Smash Summit 12. I said, Pipsqueak, are you going to try to stay until Genesis at the end of January? Because that's what it was supposed to be. And he said, no way. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm going home after Smash World Tour. I mean, what were what what were some of your uh like some of your takeaway thoughts, either not wanting to leave or anything else from that weekend that you remember? Uh, okay, this is going to be something really funny, but I was like ready to go home. <laughs> okay, so you and Pips Week are in the same boat then because Pips was like, yeah. I, I can't, no, I have to go home. <laughs> like I was ready to go home. Like, okay, I can live with this. I just got the puzzle with my career and I was, didn't think I was going to get it. I was like, okay, I'm, I can go back and be happy with it. Happens, things happens. Me and HP arrive at the airport with ice. So we just like uh, say goodbye to ice and stuff. We go to like drop our bags. First thing comes, <laughs> they tell me my flight's like the other day. No, <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> so like I actually call Wee and he tells me, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So just like, gets me like a lift and I just go back to the hotel. I was like, okay, I guess I'm staying in Orlando for another day. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I can chill today and then go back home, I guess. And then I get room with Pipsqueak and I just like watch YouTube videos all day. <laughs> and then Spark comes in and brings us snacks. But then uh, uh, there was like a local, I mean, me and Spark went, we actually team and got third. And then I was like so destroyed from like Sleeping three hours, that's they're really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have a good time talking fiction, talk to Plump a lot because he was there, and I'll have a bunch of fun at the local despite like not doing well. And then I just go back to the hotel and we just chill till like the next day, and I just insta fall asleep. And next day, me and Pittsburgh Uber to the airport, and then we just Go there. <laughs> and the Finally way back was like, yeah. And the way back was actually like super complicated. Because when I go and drop my bags, they told me, yo, your flight's two hours like delayed. You have like another connecting flight and you probably won't make it. So we are trying to like switch your flights. I was like, come on, not again. <laughs> so they actually, because there were, it was like raining or story, whatever, like that thing. And they just tell me like, okay, we got your new flight. Tell them to like give you a front seat so you can instantly run towards the air, the other the other flight. So I get there, it's like ten minutes late. I just sprint to to the gate. I get there like in like in the last point possible, and then I just like, yep. Then I just arrived to like uh, Miami because like it was some my flight was actually stupid. My flight was Orlando Atlanta Atlanta Miami. I was like. Great. <laughs> That's <laughs> fantastic. Still yeah. in America. <laughs> or still in the United States, excuse me. Yeah. And then I just get to Miami, like talk to my mom. I'm like, okay, I'm finally going home. And then I just go home. I have like the best luck possible because like the two seats right next to me were like empty. I just slept the whole flight, like the night. And then I arrive in Chile. And we have like a lot of like weird COVID protocols, just like you come into the airport and the first thing you have to do is like take a PCR test. So if you get like positive, you have to like quarantine for 14 days and stuff. So I took that, my nose like hurt. Instantly bleeded, I think, I remember. And then I just go back to my city because I'm not from Santiago, which is like where the international airport is. All right, that's the here. capital of uh, Chile, right? Yeah. Right. That, I actually, study, uh, I go to college here, so I'm living here currently. But at the time, I was just going home, which right. is in Coquimbo, which is like uh, six hours, six hour drive away from it. No, it's like, not. No, yeah. six yeah, hours of driving after flying. Oh, but I actually, I actually got like a flight, which is like forty five minute flight. So I just took the flight. Woo! Okay, very and nice. And then after like a excruciating twenty four hour flight uh, travel, I got home and slept like from one to like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> And then I oh my chilled. gosh! Dude. Uh, when I saw my dogs after not seeing them for like six months, I saw my parents after not seeing them for like since they dropped um, dropped me off at the airport. 
but before that, I didn't see them since like May. I live here. I don't live with them anymore. So that's a lot of fun, like telling people, telling who I hang out, hang out, who, how much I, I bother Jacob Juanito, like I said, tell him <laughs> the, whole, the whole weekend, and how many people I met. It's like crazy. Yeah, so with your, I guess with your parents or with people who know you before you got into playing Melee at a high competitive level, what do they think about the fact that you play Melee and that you play competitively? Oh, they actually, like, they're really supportive. Like, my mom just, just like, dropped me off of tournaments and she stayed with me for a bit. Because I started when I was, like, what? How much was... Uh, five years ago, I was 14. Actually, 15, because I'm 20 now. Um, I was actually 15, so, like, she accompanied me to tournaments. Really great for for it. And she's always been like super supportive with what I what I do like every time. So I'm like blessed with them. And all my friends actually are like, "Oh, you're like really good at this game. That's crazy." And they actually like they all got like together and watched me play as a Smash World Tour. Oh, that's really like, cool. I, yeah, I got like pictures of them like messaging me like, "Okay, dude, we're watching you. What are you playing?" I'm like, "Okay, I'm playing like 20 minutes." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's a complicated got, got thing. Together. Instead of watching a team sport where it's like, yeah, 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 I'm either on the sideline or I'm in the game. It's more of like, yeah, there's other players playing right now. Uh huh. A little bit more, a little bit. Okay, I'm going on. I'm going on. Yeah, I think if you actually see the bot and if they like show me, I'm actually like in my phone texting them, like, okay, I'm coming up now. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Chape. He's about to play against you know, Spark. Oh, Picking some music, I see. Yeah, I wonder if he's gonna play any like Kanye West, like Hungrybox does. And you're like, "Hey, everybody, back home, you need to get onto the onto the yeah Twitch.tv slash no VGBC two. No, 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 not one VGBC two. The second one, the second yeah. one. It actually happened because I thought I was like VGBC four, but it was actually like three. So we had to like <laughs> <laughs> that error. Why are we watching Ultimate? Did you start playing Ultimate? No, no, the third one. <laughs> Uh, that's like a lot of fun, like telling them, cause like they play with me. I was like, okay, this is not fun, cause it's just like touch of death me every time. I was like, right. okay, <laughs> we actually like used to play like three v ones at home when they were at home, and I just usually tend to win, or I just lost and got popped off on. But it's whatever. <laughs> no, but when you get when you win, do you, do you hear the narrator's voice saying, "How is it possible that even <laughs> against three versus one, they are no match"? Like, do you, did you ever have that happen? Nah, I was like, I actually like smile at them and just like mock them for like not beating me, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense, you know? Because I actually play a lot. <laughs> well, sure, but was Team Attack on or was it off? Uh, we actually did Team Attack on and just like uh, force stock all of them. But then we turned it off and it was like much more closer, but he still won. <laughs> Wow, even okay, so that's so impressive because I would just say two people, we're gonna do Samus, star firing missiles, don't have to worry about team attack if it's off. Then somebody else can be Fox or whatever. Who cares? Just fire missiles, fire missiles, don't stop. Final destination, just keep firing them. We actually, the problem is they like don't know how to weigh the ash or L cancel or all stuff. They're like actually cashers. Wow, so I mm. that's why I like. A lot of fun playing them because I just can do whatever and win. It's like I just do whatever, whatever happens, happens, <laughs> and still win, which is always fun. So that that's I mean, so you are obviously getting to do that because it's fun and you're your friends, but. I'll just try to ask you a question about something that you remember from when you first got started, or what inspired you to get into melee. You can answer that question however you like. Oh, it's actually. Okay, let me, let me like figure out like what the pieces were when I started and stuff. Um, I actually like, I think I got like my YouTube recommended like Chilling Dude versus Mango like a Kings of Cali like ten years ago or whatever. <laughs> so I just watched. It, I was like, oh, this game's pretty cool. I played this in GameCube. I just played GameCube with friends like super casually, and then I just started like practicing tech skill. That's like 2015. Right. And I was like, okay. How do, why are people moving so fast? What, what is a bear? I was like, okay, I'm just like started researching a bit. Found SSBM tutorials. 
Mm. I was like, this is how you wait this. This is how you out cancel. It's like, okay. Mm. So I just started practicing that. Turns out, I can't freaking wave dash. And it took me a month to hit one. So I just played Fox since the start, and I was like, casually, a casual. Because I literally, I literally looked at the tier list, like, who's the best Fox? Okay, big Fox. Well, there so you I go, then. Fox. <laughs> so I just played Fox. And, like, I couldn't wait that. I'm like, oh, come on. I actually started playing Peach, because Peach, quote-unquote, doesn't need a wave dash. So I just did that. <laughs> so I played Peach for like two weeks. Then I resigned playing Peach. I played Falco because wait dash easier. Couldn't wait dash easier. <laughs> and then I just ended up like through like a lot of pain and sadness. I just resigned and like, okay, I'm going to hit a wait dash today. I actually did it like for 10 hours straight, like getting out. And then I couldn't do it. And then I hit one. I was like, yeah. <laughs> And when I L cancelled, I kind I kinda of still have a muscle memory break. I literally don't time my L cancels. I just double click. <laughs> like oh. whenever I full drill, I just like press this button like <laughs> three times. And it just works out? Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. it works out. See, there's just... hope for me. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> I actually do that. kind of what I, I do, except things. I feel like the L cancel doesn't hit. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, whenever you like hit someone, it kind of like buffers it, so it, that's why it works. And if you uncle uncle punch it, it, it works. So I'm like really happy. My well, well, I, well, there you go. I mean, the person yeah. putting. If you're looking at it through uncle punch, that just wipe it away works. all concerns. Don't yeah. don't don't try to don't try to change the recipe. Recipe's working. Mm-hmm. I actually should do it, like, get the correct way, so I don't get, like, um, tech trap. But whatever. I'll keep on doing it. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be the last 1%. So would you say that you can get to a certain level and then you're pretty close to being up against the top players and being able to beat them, except there's, like, 1% left or a very small amount of incremental gains to be made? Or do you think that when you get close to the top it's like opening another corridor and now you can get a hundred percent better after that. Like, how do you view getting from where you are right now, which is knocking on the door to crashing through and beating all the top players? Mm, I think it's more, I'm, okay. Let me start by saying, I really don't care about results. I'm a process guy. So like whenever I like lose to someone like three Oh, for example, but I've been like, Grinding truck up drill wave shine up to, I don't know, and I hit like every time that's set. That's a win for me, because the process, if it's correct, the results are just gonna come as a byproduct byproduct from it. So like, for me, it's more so like having a good process rather than just like, uh, you know, getting a lucky triple SD on IBW and beating them. It's more so like winning in a way that I can actually like be happy with it. In some words, like if, if he's these three times and I just win, I'm of course I'm gonna pop off. But <laughs> looking back on it, it's like hey, it's kind of like eh. you and Polish are the same. <laughs> yeah, pros is over results. Something that I actually didn't believe in until like 2020. Oh, and okay. once like I swapped that, I was like, why am I getting better? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes sense. How long have you been playing uh, on the box for? I'm actually on box for like this week because I went drop off my controllers like today to my modder because I've been having like a bit of snap at code and snap at weird stuff. So I'm probably going to be back in control next week. So I'm just playing box <laughs> for now because I don't want to like not play melee. Right, of course. Do you feel like you're also trying to feel feel out whether or not it's a viable option for you or is it just because it's interesting it's a fun new way to try and learn the game what what do you look at it other than the fact that it's just a sub at the moment uh it's actually like kind of fun but like most of the fun i already experimented with because i played keyboard for like july last year and then i, I got my the box on october or something and then i was just like eh I want to play controller. <laughs> I just like controller. And then once it came back from a Smash World Tour, I was actually committed to switching the box. But I was like, 
you know, my Fox is a lot of fun to play right now. I want to play controller, <laughs> so I just play controller. And now it's like, don't have a controller, just play on the thing. So <laughs> as we move as we move forward here into the year of 2022, what are some events that you are either committed to going to or that you want to go to? Um, I actually wanted to go to Genesis, but college said no. I'm like, uh. and then the idea came up of like going to SoCal on July after I get it done with my college semester because my godfather lived there. So I could actually go there and chill. I just called him the other day and told him, yo, could you just receive me in like July or whatever? And he's only, yeah, sure. Come come anytime, I'll receive you. I was like, cool, let's go. All so I'm, pro I'm probably going to SoCal in July, but I'm not sure. But it's like a big chance. Or if it's not like on July, it's probably going to happen like around December, that period, once I'm like done with college. Uh, so once I'm there, I actually really want to go to like either Double Down or a Smash Factor. Okay, yes, Smash Factor. That's going to be the Mexican. I think it's either a gold or platinum event for the Smash World Tour, or and in general, I, I, it's just a big. It's yeah, going to be a big event. Yeah, and I actually made made good friends with J Camp Far at Smash World Tour, so it's going to be a lot of fun meeting them again, and. There's like I don't know if you know the Flow guys, the guys that organize tournaments in Mexico, like Netflix tournaments. I do not know them. No. Okay, so they run like a monthly series of events. It's called like Who Else Netflix, which is literally play Netflix. <laughs> Very nice. English. And it's like a tournament open to like Mexico and West Coast, and people play in there, and those guys are sick, and they actually like are like huge stream monsters and come to our streams and watch them. So like, uh, we just made a really good friends with them. We actually had a crew battle against them on like 170 ping that came down to last stock. Won't spoil it, so you guys go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go check out the VODs, go check out the VODs. Um, it's actually on YouTube, it's really fun to watch. And... That was really fun. So it would be so super sick meeting them IRL and playing with them because they're really good. So that's mostly my like my train of thought of going to Smash Factor. And I really want to play Eddie Mexico. Yeah. I I actually think I'm the best Fox versus Luigi in the world. <laughs> or like close to it. So I really want to beat him or play him at least. Because I played Jaw Riding in Smash War Tour. And I destroyed him. <laughs> I did really well against him. Poor job, Raiden. But hey, that's really cool because Eddie Mexico has been going on a nice real tear here recently in, in this netplay tournaments in the past couple of months. And I saw a little bit of his set versus Lucky at the town throwdown, and they went game five. And game five was not close, unfortunately. Lucky just, I would, I want to say better playered. I yeah. want to say better playered Eddie Mexico. I don't know if that's even fair to say. I would just say going back to, I think it was Battlefield for game five. Lucky just figured something out and said, no more cheap Luigi stuff. I'm just going to Fox you now. Yeah, he kind of just did that and just like shine up like four times and died, <laughs> which is something that happens in that matchup. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm not like really, what's worth like, I don't share a lot of ways Lucky plays that matchup. Sure. Because his flow charts are like, I can narrate you! Woo! And then he gets like CC grabbed or down smash on tech chase and but dies and explodes. in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually really good. But he just like explodes and I'm like, dude, you can literally set him platforms of Luigi, you can't do anything! I'm like, ugh. Frustrates me so much watching like people play Luigi and seeing them like try to edge guard. It's like, dude, you gotta shine side B! Why don't you do it? And they don't do it. And I'm like, why are you guys so bad? <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> you'll show them someday, hopefully in July, at Double Down, yeah, at Smash Factor. Hopefully you'll get to show mm -hmm. them some more. Yeah, I, that's that's most of like the matchups I'm actually really confident in. I'm really good against Luigi because I've been coaching like Luigi since like 2019. 
and we're good friends and we play we used to, like last three months we easily play like three hours every day hmm. so we just like played a ton of fox league and sheik league because he needed a sheik practice and just play sheik and i got really good at that match at that point so that's mostly why i'm really confident against like eddie mexico or Jaraiden or who else exists like Sedward, I guess. <laughs> Holborg, etc. Holborg, yes, I was gonna say Holborg if you didn't get the chance. Holborg is a friend of the show. Let's go, Holborg. Let's go. Yeah, he's sick. He won like game five with Godora, I think, or something. It was uh yeah, it was definitely close. And yeah. I'm gonna get to see Holborg at Pound. We're both uh scheduled or aiming to go there to Pound for this year, so very, very excited about that. Gonna be, there's going to be a, a fair amount of people going to Pound. You know, I was surprised to see that Axe is actually planning on going to Pound, which is the weekend following Genesis. I, I'm curious about how many players are going to be going over who were at Genesis and then immediately the next weekend flying out to the East Coast to go to Pound. I'm sure that a lot of East Coasters flying back from Genesis will make their way over to Pound. Maryland is not... Okay, not like it's around the door from something like Florida, but Virginia will show up, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland itself, New Jersey, Delaware, and even New York City. I'm expecting to see a lot of those kind of players show up, but mm -hmm. shout out to Hoborg. Okay, so we got some questions from some of the patrons. So Connor, who you would you might know as Contra, a regular on the Melee Stats Discord, or at least a semi-regular, a regular tweeter at the very least and <laughs> connor's a homie shout outs so got some questions here what are some stories or legends from south american scene that mainstream melee audience may not know of this can be rivalries legendary sets tournaments whatever comes to mind for you oh okay i actually this like i'm just gonna do a side real quick one of the first sets i saw was ice and go bay versus fiction at 8 fix 2013 that's like my side <laughs> Actually, this was crazy playing them like six years later. <laughs> Anyways, um, a lot of people here now dark, and you know, combo video, crazy fox, and he actually still plays. That's something people actually don't know. But there is a another player in this region that at the time caused a lot of like, what's the word? Um, he was like a really surprising player for his era. And since, like, most of the things happen here in Santiago, melee events, it's correctly assumed it's, like, the best region. Because all the players, literally every top player lives here outside, like, three. So, at that time, it was, like, 2010, 2008. Oh, we, like, unprovable times, like I like to say. Uh, the crew of Dark, which is lives in Arica, which is literally right next to Peru. Those guys, like the ones that make Arika Noobs, um, Perfect Dark, all oh, live there. And there was this one Falcon player named Star. And he was, I think he wasn't regarded, at the time, he wasn't regarded as a blast player in the group, but he came to Santiago, literally beat everyone and won easily and beat every top player of the era, except like the actual number one that didn't attend. And that's like one of the mind-blowing stories of, like, our scene at the time. Uh, what else can I say? Some really good sets ha actually happened, like, pretty recently, post and um, pre-COVID. On 2019, we had, like, our biggest LAN event in Chile, which was BSB4, that Rocha won. Shout out to Rocha. The, the Chilean GOAT. And the best set came in Losers Finals between Blasi and Pum. Blast, you probably know him, went to America in 2019, got fifth on Genesis Black, beat Spark, and saving Mr. Lombardi, beat Sora at that event, too. Uh, really good player at the time. Probably he was number two in the PR at that point, I think, or three, whatever. And he played Boom. Boom is, uh, he's like our quote-unquote hidden boss because he barely attends because he, he has a kid and stuff and barely plays. Competes, I guess. He plays a lot. And he's a really good player. And it tends to happen that Blasty and Poom actually played like their entire life together. So coming to the set, you, you know it's gonna be good because they've been playing for like a ton of time. So they played those finals, 
it's a really close game five set and it's really good i actually like recommend you guys to check it out it's a really good set and i won't spoil who wins but the set is like godlike the quality of melee is like the actual like intensity of it, it's really good. Um, what else can I say? It's it's probably crazy that Ice and Go Bay, the best player in Brazil, has been like number one for like the entire existence of melee. <laughs> He's probably like the longest standing number one in the world, I'd say. Outside of like, actually, probably stands longer than Professor Pro. Now that I think about it. Um, hmm. Who else are some good sets that happen down here? HP versus Wassy, the last time they played was really good, so that's another good set. I was actually like, compiling like the best sets of the pandemic, because I'm actually like, the stats guy down here. <laughs> so, I was, right, I was working on it. I was working on it, but I never got around to finishing it. Um, what else is a good set? I can't remember, quite remember. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not a test. It's not a test. I can move on to the <laughs> next I can move on to the next question from Connor, which is what are the biggest differences you've noticed between South American or the Latin American scenes and the US scene? Huh. Uh the one thing that I actually got a bit surprised when I went to America was that people don't commit unless they have to. That's something that really surprised me. Because I'm actually a really aggressive player. I was like, okay, I just want to narrate at you. But people just like, I'm not going to narrate you. I'm not going to give it for free. So I was like, kind of a shock here, but not that much. Because I, I was actually expecting it to happen like that. But and... then there's a difference between an expectation and what you're actually seeing when you're playing it. Yeah. And it's different than what you're used to. Yeah. And it's actually like different how to process like that information as it happens right, right to you. And it changes your um, timing. Of course. Right. The other thing that surprised me was like there were actually like really good peaches up there. Oh well, there you go. Because we don't have peaches down here. Well, we actually have two, but it's like one of them—they're not there like, yet. <laughs> no, one of them is like not there yet, and the other one re- was like really good at the time. He was like easily top ten here, but he's like a shining Pokemon to find. On like, and you have to find him on rank, and because he is a doctor, he's like studying like. Neural something scientist thing crazy South American mod, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, man. He actually looks like Lod. <laughs> this is Leo. This is the Leo on unranked that everybody can't beat. It's not Lod. Lod's just yep. taking credit. <laughs> and it's like really hard to find him. If you find him, he's playing Link probably. Uh, so you just like have to beat up the Link. So he like so he's like. Uh, he deserves a peach, I guess, or something like that. <laughs> and then you you get to play him. And I didn't run into him like for the past three months until like two days ago. <laughs> and I played with him like for an hour and stuff. And it was actually a really good practice because I barely get to play versus Peach. And I actually went there thinking, yeah, I'm pretty good versus Peach, you know? And then I got to just get rocked like Mom, B-Bats, plus Rock Meme there polish didn't really but it was game four and three were like eh. <laughs> and i put and then aura kind of gave me the hands a lot the two etc but i was getting better as like time progressed because i actually had to get a fiction lesson to like know what the heck i'm doing in that matchup <laughs> and the fiction lesson was godlike because i took it like uh, a week before I played Polish, and at that time I probably would have gotten like triple three sock. Next week I took a game, so I'm, like really happy. There we go. I was like, process, let's go. And uh, Falcos actually shoot lasers up there. That was crazy. <laughs> I made me hate Falco even more. <laughs> Just imagine if Falco here... had a grab. You yourself have said on the Twitter that. All top tiers, you just get a grab and it's over, except Falco, yeah. of course. But imagine if Falco had a grab on top of everything else that actually led to something. God, I would quit the game. I hate <laughs> Falco so much. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
Um, yeah, Falco is annoying because I don't know what what the hell I'm doing versus lasers. Because people down here don't play Falco; they just play slower Fox. <laughs> lasers so or just, lasers? I just want to do the shine pillar combo stuff. Yeah. And when I went there, I was just getting like laser, laser, laser. Oh, doing and then it just went to platform and just like got ultra tilted and i've never tilted except for falco brings out brings that something in melee always has to bring that out maybe it's a floaty maybe it's a mid-tier or maybe it's falco i mean you never know so next question from connor who is the one player you haven't faced in tournament that you want a piece of Right now in Chile, it's Blassie, because I've never beaten him, but I really think I'm better than him. We don't, uh, we don't like, we don't have a good relationship to put in that terms. Mostly because stuff outside the game. And if you like go to like another country or like in the international space, probably say AMSA, Eddie Mexico. Um, I want my revenge on Panda because he gimped me twice. That one Netflix set. I want to play Crudo too. And probably Face Roll. That's like all the people I want to play. Very cool. That comes to mind right yeah. now. And I'll adapt this last question a little bit. Name a region aside from the United States where you would want to go to play a tournament, be it a big super major or even just a local. Hmm. Oh, I'm actually trying to. I've never thought about this. Well, Where would I, I, I said the come? United States. You could say Canada. You could say Gommel yeah. or, or Battle Canada's of BC. Canada's boring. It's too cold up there. <laughs> well, it's, it's too, too cold. cold. It's too yeah. cold up there. Did you hear that, Canada? Oh. Yeah, too cold. I hate being in the cold. Because my hands get, like, they hurt a bit. Uh, probably say Europe. That's like, uh, I actually... Kind of want to go to Australia. Australia is like no internet. <laughs> <laughs> or Japan. Japan is always cool. Yeah, I actually probably would go with Europe because you probably can like play with a lot of people there. Because if you go to Australia, you just get like Donnie, SA Nick, Davox, Sock, Sora. And that's about it. You don't get like m- more of those players. But if you go right. to Europe, you get like insane amounts of players. Yeah. And I know and that cool. for, for you, you love you love the idea of being able to play against more players. Unfortunately, United States, Europe, those are two more represented regions than South America is. So that makes yep. sense that to me that you would want to go to some place where you can get lots of competition. So I also reached out to your pen pal, Edwin Budding of the Melee Stats. So shout outs to Waiting for Game and the Melee Stats YouTube channel, the Melee Stats Patreon, the Melee Stats Monday Morning Marth, the Melee Stats Wednesday Melee. Did I miss anything? When's Melee on Friday? I did say when's Melee. I did say it. Yes. Yes. Shout outs to Pikachu942. Okay. But. Oh, yes. Okay. I'll just name. I'll try to name all of them. We got Ambi. We got Edwin Budding. We got Gimme That Wheat. We got Chroma. We got. Uh, we got technically Firepuff 12. Shout out to Fire Nation yep. and Firepuff 12 for being a Melee Stats member. Uh, then we have, I, I'm, this this person lives in South Korea, I think, but what is their name? Baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're missing YZZ6. No. Oh. Oh. I'm so sorry. Is Practical Task the green? Does Practical Task got the yeah. Melee Stats? All right, let's go. P-Tass Practical. is green. Let's go P-Tass. Alvin, the legend, the rival of fiction, <laughs> is there too. I'm missing one. I forgot. Well, you know who I'm you missing are. One. You know who you are. In Peru. But I asked Edwin Budding a couple of, uh, sorry, not a couple. I just asked Edwin Budding a question. What should I ask you, Chape? So let's see. Where's your... Well, okay, so this is a bit of a big picture thing. With South America being less rich or super ultra populated with melee players, you've been able to do a lot of stuff 
even just with the resources that you have, you have Slippy, of course, ever since that got introduced in uh, midway through 2020, you've been able to get to the Smash World Tour Championships. And of course, there are events, there are in-person events that you're able to go to every now and again in Chile. So at this point, there's probably a certain amount of you that says, I wish there were more players, I could get better faster. I also, if I didn't have that, I wish I could be in the United States or another place like that, like Europe, where I can have a lots of players to play against because I want to get better at this game. Although for you, you were talking about how earlier about how the process of getting better has become really important to you. And it's not just about results. So how do you put that all together? Because there's a lot of different ways you could take it. Do you say to yourself often, I wish there were more players in South America, or do you like what your situation is down there? Okay, let me freaking hell what I am. I actually told him. <laughs> um, so I actually, once I got back here, I was like pretty motivated because I proved to myself that I can do it. Yeah. But I wanted to do it more consistently. So when I got here, and in comparison to like America, you can just go to Mail Online, type EC, whatever, and you get like insta games. And here, just like take like two minutes to get unranked or like an hour for someone to pick up the Discord message and whatever. And in January, I was actually like a super low because I was like, dude, no one wants to play the game. No one wants to get better. Why am I here? And I got to this like really toxic mentality of that. And I was like, okay, I need to chill out for like a couple of days. I'm going to go drive for a bit. I'm going to go read Haikyuu, which is my favorite series. And I was like, okay, let me try to find an answer. And I actually, like, as I'm driving, because I just turn my brain off and just talk to myself, usually, I came to the conclusion that every person doesn't need to have, like, my same, what's the word, my same motivation or my same work ethic or my same determination so i can do a lot of stuff by myself and not have to like rely on a lot of people to like play the game regardless of like they're good or not because once you start thinking that oh i should be like in america or people here are so bad quote unquote you start getting this construction in your head that if you if they are bad you are bad so you start doing like worse mentally. And that is one of the things that happened to some players that like, came back that went to America and came back and they just kept getting that mentality. And I was actually like, huh. Probably that makes a lot of sense. I don't have to like think about like what other people what are other people's goals and why I should like get them on my same level of like my same goals. So I just have to like appreciate that the people here are playing. And will play me despite like some like a skill gap or whatever. And I just got to the point where I just like play with whoever and I try to like win with like, I don't know, focusing on one thing only and seeing like if it works or not and then questioning me it and analyzing it and whatever. And I got to that point where like I just like, huh, you can probably play for fun and it's gonna be fun for me too, despite like me just. Killing it from a one grab each time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that blessed grab, Chape. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I sometimes come to think of like, yo, I should be living in America, going full time and whatever. And it's like, I just go back to think about it. And it's like, you know, it's so hard to make a living off this game that just like, I'd rather just like do my thing down here. And once the opportunity comes once again, I'll take it, you know? Like, I don't need to force my opportunities. I'm just going to prepare for the opportunities in the future that will eventually come, because it will, <laughs> whenever it happens. Somebody's so just... going to get wise. Somebody who, more importantly, has a lot of money, because that is not me. I'm not a whale at the moment. Maybe someday. <laughs> I guess, yeah. well, we'll see. But... It's not like I'm due to become a whale in two years or anything. But anyway, hopefully somebody will see the way that you're able to put out results and also 
skill, hype, all that fun stuff. I mean, your fox is fun to watch. All right, so this is also a question from Edwin Budding. This is in regards to how much pressure do you think you feel when you think about representing South America or representing Chile when you play up in the United States for something like the Smash World Tour, having that flag next to your name instead of the normal U.S. flag that most American players and viewers are used to seeing at online tournaments. You don't even think about it, but for something like Smash World Tour, it's so cool. You get to see flags from all over the world. For yours, it's Chile. Do you feel like there's legitimate pressure behind representing a region, or do you not think of it that way? At a point, it was like that. When I actually arrived there, I actually put a lot of pressure on myself because I felt that I could do like much, much more better in the netplay events I entered. And then I got to the point that I, I, I burnt out, like literally burnt out when I was there. That's why I said like I chilled the whole day watching the Smash Helmet 12 because I was like super burnt out. Right, and then you were ready to go home after the Smash World Tour was over. Yeah, and right. then I just like took my some days off. I just like let's think about like let's think about this. I don't really have anything to lose when I'm here, or but I have a lot of gain. Even if I like do bad, quote unquote, and lose like the best players of the entire world. It is already expected for me to do that. So I don't really have to like care about getting X result and just playing like I've been for my entire life. Because at a point, like uh, pre-2019, I think, I just usually came with like the mentality that I should get X plays at X tournament, a Y tournament. But then I just like, okay, let's wait to have fun. And it worked out like super good that time. Because... At that tournament, I actually beat Gino, which at the time was number one, and he was a super dominant number one. He was like, between two years, he dropped like 25 sets. And I actually beat him for the first time. I was like, what? And then I just came to the conclusion that I actually play better when I just literally try to have fun with myself and do the stuff I know what to do. So I just left my hands to do the, the work, and my brain super hyper-concentrated, and I did super well. And I've been doing it since like a lot of time until I got to America, which like I had to like rewire my brain entirely because I went from like pre 2019 to like 2020 to like 2021 me, like in the whole two weeks I was there, and that process was like a lot really stress inducing. But at the same time, so I'm looking back to it, it was a lot of fun to like redo it and remember what it was to like not be what to lose at that point i just lost like more sets between those two weeks that i did in like the entire year or the past six months or whatever right yeah and experiencing that all again was like oh i hate losing i want to get better <laughs> and then i just got back to like how i look things and find like a middle point between like pre-2020 uh, pre and 2021 me. Because I actually think it's like two different persons. Because once you like get number one, the, your mentality, at least for me, it switched completely. Because I had to play like as a champion, like some people would say. And then to like rewire your brain to like be not a champion and like be aspiring to the title or be a challenger, it's a, lot, a whole lot different. So I had to like find a balance between those two and I get like my ego all like shattered or get it all high up because I just got one win. Or just like thinking about the past, like how I bit spark and just keep on getting touching that. For me, it's more so like it was cool beating him, but eh, I can do better. And probably will do in the future. <laughs> and we are all excited to see you get to that spot get to the spot where you are able to play against high-level competition again and show that you've made improvements, show mm -hmm. that you're ready to be the best Fox against Yoshi or player against Yoshi in the world, maybe something like that. Maybe get a piece of Eddie Mexico, something like that. Mm -hmm. But for now, we're going to have to wait to see you at a U.S. event probably for a little while yet. Look forward to July as a possible time mm -hmm. where you could get to SoCal. A uh, SoCal of all places. Good for you. Yep. 
good for you, dude. So hopefully you're able to go through with that. You'll be able to actually stay there with family and then with the rest of the year, find someone to get in the direction of sponsoring you to be able to travel more. And lastly, for the people who need to know where to find you, please, for Twitter, for your Twitch, tell the people where they can find you, hit up the DMs for potential business opportunities. Follow me on Twitter and Twitch. It's the same one that's down here. Chabe underscore SSB. Um, I usually, I'm really active on Twitter. I actually see it every day. And my mail is... Discord. In, and that too. And my mail is in the candle, so you can just join my mail. Or Twitter DMs, DMs are always open. I, us- I try to stream a bit on Twitch. I usually don't do it. But... Whenever I do it, I kind of do it. So follow me on Twitch. Uh, probably more streams coming up. Um, what else? Oh, shout out to the people down here. Hocha, Amida, which is a pub that is living in Peru and we're playing like every day and grinding. Uh, shout out to the Melee community. Shout out to Melee Stats. Shout out to the podcast. Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what else. That's about it. <laughs> That's all my shoutouts. Hey, Chape, I really appreciate you coming on and joining me on Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. It was a lot of fun talking with you. So After that... not speaking oh. English for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, did you want to make any shoutouts? Uh, I'm assuming... Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. It is Espanol, right? Like, you, the, I'm, I cannot generalize. South America has to speak more languages than that, but without checking is that your primary language that's your first language yeah spanish is my first language i've been speaking english since i was three years old more or less because i went to school and my school was bilingual so i learned english there and then i just played a lot of minecraft when i was really young Mm. and from like 2014 or so till like 2017 or 18 i don't know i actually played every once in a while i actually played a lot of minecraft with americans so that's why the accent stuck with me and people think i'm actually from there when i'm from here (laughs) (laughs) well no you did you did great you did great i mean for not practicing or sorry for not speaking english specifically in a while doing it for an hour plus here you've done great thank you i actually didn't speak since like january or uh smash for tour and then you just casually do a whole hour long podcast in english yeah. Dude. I actually got have gotten a, a lot more rusty at it, but I'm it's all pretty good. So Oh no, I actually, it's coming through great. Thank you. I actually like try to like speak in my when I'm speaking to myself, I actually tend to you do it in English so I don't end up like losing the language completely. Or and I just like tend to like think in English or whatever. Because English is such a big tool that I just want to keep for a long time. That's mostly it. Yeah, it's helpful. And it's like a it's an unnecessary evil thing. Or maybe you just enjoy the fact that you can be bilingual. For me, I would view having to speak a second language as a necessary evil. But I, when I took French in high school, I ended up forgetting all of it after a year of being done within a year of being done because I wasn't needing to actually use it. And so my perspective would be, I would just need to move, move to a place where they speak French or move to a place where they speak Spanish, any language. I mean, I'll, I'll do any language if I actually were forced to use it, but that is the problem with me being a spoiled U S living person. I just, act confused when somebody starts speaking a different language here because it does happen sometimes but most of the time i'll start acting confused and then they'll start doing broken english and it is that do be that way sometimes google translate also very nice also comes in handy yeah Yeah. so i unfortunately am put into the lazy camp in that regard that's fine though you just have to like speak in english whoever Everyone in the world probably speaks this language, or most of the people do. Mm. So it's a, it's all a bit of a blessing, but you know. Why do they have to pick English though? I mean, you would be able to know this better than me. Like, isn't it one of the, <clears throat> isn't it one of the more unintuitive languages in the world? 
Uh, I actually don't know. Like, I don't remember much of like the what it was impressive learning it because I was so little. Right. Sure. My mom actually like told me that when when I was little, I actually came home speaking English and not Spanish. Oh. It was to that point. So for me, it's mostly like another like uh, primary language rather than like my second language. You know. Gotcha. Two primary Just... languages. Yep. Very nice. Since I'm like a bit rusty, I tend to like forget some words, but I kind of like can do a workaround because I just know a bunch. So. Yep. Yep. My favorite was receive, which is not usually <laughs> what people say when they host somebody at a house or like, you know, come on over, I'll, I'll put you up, that kind of thing. You said yeah. uh, the, that the people, your family up in, up in the United States will receive you. And I thought that's a great way to put it. It's not the usual way to put it, but it's a great way to put it. Yeah. Uh it's mostly like those kind of words i actually forgot like fan one time <laughs> like the don't thing. worry about it don't worry about so it. i just like this spinny thing <laughs> that throws air <laughs> no see i forget words too but and you have a good excuse i do not so true but there's like you said there's an annoying amount of words that you can use to replace other words in the english language i think that might be actually the reason why i forget because i'm trying to think of five words at once if i'm like Fan, fan, spinning, <laughs> wheel, forced air. Okay, so, all right. We need to do a pose for the thumbnail. What kind of pose were you thinking would be fun to do for the camera? Oh, I actually didn't know. Let me think about them. something. Hmm. 